You're listening to the Armada EW Podcast with your host, Thomas Withington, at the controls. As you listen to this podcast, 61 satellites are orbiting the globe collecting signals intelligence. They belong to a handful of nations, China, France, Russia, and the United States. Space-based SIGINT collection was once the preserve of those nations rich and ambitious enough to develop such capabilities. Not any longer. Lower launch costs and small-sized spacecraft are opening this domain to the private sector. We're delighted to be joined by John Serafini, CEO of Hawkeye 360, which owns a constellation of three satellites performing commercial RF collection and RF data analytics on behalf of government and commercial clients. John, thanks for joining us. Let's start by discussing the satellites and the services you provide. As you know, we have uh, one cluster fully operational on orbit today that was launched in December of 2018. It's been operating brilliantly for 15 months, uh, collecting nearly 20 million uh, independent geolocations of a variety of different signals of interest in our library. Uh, that is one cluster of three small satellites, each about the size of a microwave oven, about 15 kilograms. Um, they fly in formation, which is very unique, never before done in the commercial sector. It's always been the domain of, of governments and the defense industrial base. We have one in front, uh, one in the rear, and one that oscillates back and forth. And that unique geometry allows us to triangulate the uh, location of signals of interest. So that's on orbit today. We have six additional clusters under development and fully financed. They will be launched over the course of 2021 and early 2022. So the goal is by about mid-year, a little more than two years from now, 2022, we'll have a full operational constellation of seven clusters that will provide a revisit rate of about 40 to 45 minutes anywhere on the Earth. From that, we're able to derive a lot of very compelling RF information that we use our proprietary RF uh, geolocation and processing capabilities and analytic capabilities in order to convert that into actionable intelligence products for our customers. And you provide global coverage? We can. Uh, generally speaking, we're over anywhere on the Earth every five hours, and that's because we're in a polar orbit with our first cluster. There seems to be a growing interest in private sector space-based RF data collection. What is driving this? Sure, it's probably five or six principal driving factors that have allowed commercial RF to emerge more recently. We couldn't have successfully built this company 10 years ago, and even five years ago is a stretch. But right now, I'd say it is an ideal time to do so, and that's the confluence of a couple of different uh, initiatives. First is the, the growing recognition, not just in the U.S. military, but also in foreign militaries and intelligence capabilities that uh, the electronic warfare domain is increasingly important. Uh, and the number of missions that these organizations have are increasing in scale and scope and, and cost. 
uh, yet there's generally speaking a restriction on financial resources available to them. And so they have to find new and unique ways in which to expand uh, their resources and their capabilities in order to solve the mission requirements in front of them. And, and a growing trend is the use and leaning on the commercial sector in order to build uh, private infrastructure on orbit and on the ground that can collect RF data, uh, never before been done in a, in a commercial setting, and convert that into a variety of different value-add products for the customer. Uh, and obviously, uh, technological advancements in the, in the past 10 to 15 years have made this possible. The miniaturization of satellite componentry, improvements in digital signal processing, and advancements in machine learning capabilities, both supervised and un, excuse me, unsupervised, in order to be able to convert the raw IQ data that, that commercial RF platforms are collecting into something that's usable by customers, that's been a boon to the development of the company. Uh, but there's a few others, advancements um, and streamlining of the regulatory environments, both in the U.S. and international forums, uh, and the greater availability of export opportunities has been important. I'd also point to the greater availability of RF-centric talent, you know, individuals and engineers and sales, and also importantly, management team members who have a background in RF and are capable of working and scaling commercial RF companies. And lastly, uh, there's been a general uh, increase in interest within the, the financial community in not just RF, but more, more holistically in dual-use national security-oriented technology companies. Investors recognize that you can achieve technology hallmarks dominated by high margins and uh, high growth rates, but at the same time pick up counter-cyclical risk exposure working within industries like the defense and intelligence organizations that are fairly recession-proof. And we're seeing that play out right now, uh, given the COVID-19 situation. So as the financial industry has been more interested in deploying capital into dual-use national security technology companies, that has led to additional capital being available for the advent of commercial RF. Tell us about your customers. We have a long-term aspiration to ultimately be one-third U.S. government, one-third international government, and one-third commercial. We intend to put more emphasis upon growing our commercial business as our systems grow and mature over time. We generally have three value propositions in the unclassified domain for U.S. government customers. You know, one is as a, a pure RF collection platform that augments other systems in the U.S. government inventory. We fill in the gaps, and importantly, we provide diversification and resiliency, protecting uh, national systems, uh, particularly in, in serving as a reserve fleet capability in the event of nation-state type uh, uh, near-peer adversary conflict. So that's one value proposition. The second is uh, utilizing the RF data that we collect in an RF geoint manner, i.e. we're identifying signals of interest to uh, our customers uh, in our signal of interest waveform library, which is growing and accelerating rapidly. And we're able to detect those signals of interest and, and put dots and tracks on a map uh, that we can, over time, as, as our infrastructure grows on orbit, uh, maintain chain of custody for, and importantly, be able to assign an identity for. So a specific dot on a map becomes tied to a specific object. And then when our satellites are revisiting every 40 to 45 minutes, uh, we're able to maintain control 
over that object and, and identify its location um, and behavior. And then lastly, for other customers, uh, those that don't have as much processing and analytics sophistication and tend to be on the tactical edge without a whole lot of time to process uh, data that's sent down to them, they, they need answers. They need a, a tool to help them in the tactical setting. And that's when we provide turnkey data analytics, um, where we're ingesting our raw RF data, combining it with other modalities of commercial intelligence like electro-optical and synthetic aperture radar and open source data. And we're using that to create a turnkey answer to a customer. And a great example would be in the maritime environment, rather than just looking at raw IQ data or looking at uh, signatures of X-band radar, we're taking the RF information about specific objects, vessels, we're comparing it to their AIS data, their, their voluntary signal, tracking those that appear to be anomalous and trying to hide uh, and trying to extract intelligence about what those vessels are doing, where they've been, who they're manned by, who they're owned by, and where they may be going, what kind of activities they may be involved in into the future. So that gives you a sense of our customer base and the, the value proposition that we offer. How do you expect commercial RF collection and analytics to develop in the future? If we look at our, our current state of uh, the industry and our competition, um, generally speaking, most entities, if not all, appear to be focused on raw data collection. They want to build signals collection capacity on orbits. They want to collect that raw data. They don't seem to be interested in doing much of the processing or value-add analytics. They simply want to be able to ship that directly to the customer and allow the customer to, to optimize it for his use or her use. Our perspective is we're not a signals collection company. Uh, we're not a space company. We're a, an RF-centric big data analytics company. We want to be focused on not just the collection, um, but being vertically integrated into the processing, the geolocation, the fusion of our data, and the analysis of our data to include real advancements in machine learning and ultimately artificial intelligence. So we want to be fully vertically integrated, which is, which is I think, a departure from where the rest of the, the market is going. Um, but that includes some growth opportunities uh, in dominating what I would say is 1,200 kilometers down to the ground. We want to not only collect from space, but we want to collect uh, using UAVs and other aerial platforms and terrestrial unattended ground sensors uh, and other sensors on the ground. The point of the matter is we want to be the very best at fusing all of that RF data collected at multiple different platforms into a common operating picture that we can then use to extract intelligence about specific objects. And in terms of other growth vectors, I anticipate international and commercial to be large opportunities for Hawkeye and for, for the rest of the industry as it grows and, and develops. But I think our industry really will flourish when we think less about being a unique collection platform and think more about how we can uniquely and proprietarily convert the RF data into actionable answers for the customers to use. John, thanks very much for joining us. That's all we've got time for, but you can find more EW news and analysis at www.armadainternational.com forward slash electronic hyphen warfare. Thank you for listening.